Obviously, growing up, you want to be a part of a World Cup team. It's like all of our dreams, but it was not in my vision board. I knew I wanted to work hard and like give myself the best possible chance. The team was doing well, and that's kind of, I think, what helped me get there, but I did not see it coming, that's for sure. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Snacks, delivered by Grubhouse. I'm Sam Ewis. And I'm Lynn Williams, and this is a show about women's soccer, but it's also about your cute face. My cute face. I feel like I'm wearing blue and it makes my eyes look blue and so I look like a little doll. I would agree. I think it's Thank so you. cute. If you're just listening to this on audio, too bad for you because I look cute today. And so yeah. does Lynn with her mustard yellow hotel backdrop. Adorable. Sam, you should get, speaking of um, <laughs> clothes though, you should get this. I got four of these mock turtlenecks. Nike. Ooh, are they on Nike Elite right now? Yeah. I will do. Are they crappie? No, they're all the way down to here. I feel like that's going to look super interesting on me. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I just feel like I give off a little bit of a librarian vibe so that if I'm wearing like a mock neck full length, people are going to be like, where are the books, ma'am? But you can layer. You can like put something on. Whatever. We're getting carried away. We need to move on. But you can Anywho. layer it. Here's what we're doing today on the podcast. Quarterfinal recap. Spoiler alert. Go Bats. Woo! We also talk with Savannah DeMello and look at the upcoming U.S. Women's National Team camp. And we're going to hit that snacks hotline hard today. But before we get to all that, Lynn, you just got into camp. You guys won your game. Yes. How are you doing? Good. I'm sleepy, but it's it's okay. We just keep going. Me, Christy, and Kelly keep saying, we're on a soccer benda, mate. I love that. Our, yeah, that's my Australian accent. I don't know if it was good, but I think it was pretty good. I like knew what you were getting at. Yeah, I'm on a soccer bender right now. We go, we went from North Carolina and then I'm in Utah. We'll go to San Diego and then I'll fly to Portland and I'll go there. So I'm on a bender. Oh my goodness. How is your body feeling? It's good. It's good. Crazy. I think, yeah, I mean, it's like match day minus two right now. And that's when like the soreness gets the worst, but like by tomorrow I'll be fine. You mean match day plus two from your Gotham game. That's what I meant. Plus two I, and also totally, minus two. OMG. Okay. Well, we're going to hear more about your game and we're going to hear more about camp, but let's start with the other game. So we had two very close quarterfinals of the NWSL. Yeah. Let's start with the first one, Angel City and OL. That was on Friday last week. I felt like Angel City was coming in hot in that game. They were. I was like, they're going to get a goal, but unfortunately they did not. OL's defense did a great job, limited Angel City to just six goal-scoring opportunities. Sonnet was all over the place. She did awesome. And Lou Barnes had literally 100% pass accuracy on 53 passes, which is an NWSL record. Sick job holding it down from the back by OL. Um, OL did have more opportunities. Yep, and then in the 87th minute, a goal from Veronica Lasco put the OL up 1-0. So yes. now the rain's going to go on and play San Diego November 5th. Yeah, I wanted to say about Veronica Latsko's goal, her delivery, when I saw it, I was like, oh, that could be the delivery of the week. But we'll have to wait a few minutes to see what the actual delivery of the week was. It was an incredible pass and an incredible finish by OL. And they all were just like, obviously so pumped that it went in because it was in the 87th minute. It was like the last waning minutes of the game. They won. Um, I know. So that was like a really fun goal to see and to see them celebrate. It was exciting. Yeah, I also thought, like, Veronica Lasco put her body on the line for that goal. Like, she yeah. was kind of sandwiched. She I will, she squashed two players to get to the ball, but she was just going for it. Got to do so, it. So, you got to do, do it. it. 
So it is not Pino's last game. Pino will be moving on. No. Like we just said. OL will be playing San Diego. And then we get to your game. Oh, batters. We won. Talk us through Uh, it. Okay. Let me remember. (laughs) Um, I know. I feel like we're on a whirlwind. But um, first of all, I felt like we matched up pretty well against North Carolina. Delaney had a goal at the end of the first half. She was able to slot it home. She toe poked it. I know. I was like, well, it was such banger. a It was a toe poke banger. Literally, can we coin that term for her? Because it was so sick. Yeah. I. It was, you know, like, I feel like that happens all the time where the defense gets kind of like narrowed because the ball has mm-hmm. been played around the middle of the box a bunch. And she was so wide open, but you almost yeah. thought she was going to like do that kind of cross on the ground behind the back line. Yeah. And it's almost like she took everybody's by surprise when she just toe poked it and it went, was on frame and it was low and it was like such a great shot, but it was like a surprise finish kind of. Yeah. It was a surprise to me. I was like, what? I also thought her touch was borderline too long that it almost made, I think Emily Fox was guarding her and it almost mm-hmm. made her be like, oh, like I almost at the last second, she kind of stepped back because I think she was trying to like block across. And then yeah, Delaney just toe poked that sucker right in there i know she got us all and it's her first goal first goal in a what a clutch goal toe poke banger i know that was like really cool i was really excited for you guys you guys had such a great start to the game honestly i felt like you looked you especially looked fast and were chasing back on defense and i was like freaking go lynn i felt like you just like you you were all over the place a bunch of your teammates were all over the place it was really fun a fun game to watch what was it like at halftime when you guys went in up one to nothing? Yeah, I think that we knew that we were in control at that moment, but we also know that, you know, North Carolina was able to come back in other games. So it was just about raising our level and knowing that they were going to either change something or going to at some point have to start throwing numbers forward. So hopefully that left um, space in behind for us. So we just talked about like making sure we're taking care of the ball and, if at this moment, if we get out with a clean sheet, that means we've won the game. So like stay focused. It's not over. And I honestly think that our defense did a great job. Obviously, yeah. North Carolina like came back out and had some a couple of chances. But I feel like that's in every game. Like you're going to have to ride the storm sometimes. And we just yep. were so calm. I thought like Krieger played amazing. So did my um, uh, Tana Lopez. I was like really proud of us. We I know all over the place. You guys did great. I did feel like North Carolina, they had some like isolated attacks and like, obviously they looked dangerous. Like you literally can never, ever sleep on North Carolina, but I did feel like they were missing Caroline to kind of have that final put together attack that like resulted, obviously that resulted in a goal. And so I felt for them, obviously that they had just lost her and obviously feel so bad for Caroline for her injury um, and send her the best, but your defense did such a great job. Do you feel like there were any big changes from you guys's previous game that you had kind of a better defensive performance i want to just piggyback off of what you said about caroline like that that was obviously a huge loss for them when she wasn't there um i think in the challenge cup they were scoring like six goals on people so sometimes when like your best person isn't there like you raise um every single person like raises the level and so going into this game we obviously knew she wasn't going to be playing so we were just like, okay, we have to be so focused on every single person. There was times in the game too, where I was like, what on earth is North Carolina doing? Like, stop doing that. It's so difficult to, to defend like the spaces they would find, like their midfield is so good. So it was so frustrating. They were combining well too. I think sometimes like up the flanks, they had like good two V ones. Like Ryan, I saw Ryan Williams, Emily Fox doing like two V ones. I was like, you guys, I know Ryan, like Ryan, like two V one me like three times. And I was like, can you stop? (laughs) 
Like, I don't know how to stop this, but can you also stop? I just think that we went into it just knowing we had to be focused and enjoying the moment. Um, Marley said something to me before the game that I like shared with the group before the game, which was just, he was like, life is too short to be worried about things. So just enjoy every moment, like go out and enjoy this. And I think that when our team is playing with joy and every team is playing with joy, like you play your best soccer. So I was just like, let's go out there and just enjoy this. Like, obviously we need to be focused and turned on, but don't get so tight. Like, let's have fun. Like Delaney poked the ball in with her toe. Like that is so sick. You know what I mean? So I know. I think we were just like, yeah, let's go out there and just have some fun. Well, Lynn, you know what? I hinted at this earlier. I hinted that the goal in the OL game might be the delivery of the week, but Alas, it was not. It is time now for the delivery of the week delivered by Grubhub. In the 91st minute, a long pass forward from Jenna Nicewanger found North Carolina defender Kaylee Kurtz, but Lynn Williams, our girl, was not having it. You literally said, give me that ball. You stole it from KK. You dribbled forward. And then just when it was kind of like, I started being like, Lynn, don't pass. You have to shoot. You literally perfectly laid it on a platter to Yasmin Ryan who finished it right off the post and in such a great finish, but literally such an incredible pass. And it kind of sealed the deal for you guys. Your first ever playoff win Gotham's first Whoa. ever playoff win. The delivery yeah. of the week, of course, goes to Lynn Williams. Lynn, how do you feel about it? Thank you so much. I want you to send me a medal. I want a delivery of the week medal. Okay. I think Grubhub could probably send you something. What I thought about it was I just wanted to win so bad. And everybody keeps saying, Lynn, you should have shot. But like on the field, it didn't look like I had a angle to do it. And I saw Yasmin sprinting. So I was like, I'm going to just hopefully she can tap this in. I mean, that's, that's why you're out there, Lynn, and nobody else is out there. You know what I mean? That's why you're in that position making those decisions, stealing that ball. Thank you passing it thank you thank you that was very sick i was very excited for you congrats on your award thank you okay well that's the delivery of the week me i'm just kidding satisfy <laughs> every craving with delicious food delivery from grubhub all right so now now we're gonna go on to freaking play more games but it's amazing because both krieger and pino aren't done yet i know it's so fun to watch i saw a poll on twitter today that was like, what do you want the final matchup to be? And like everybody voted Gotham OL because I think everybody just wants to see them get to play in every game possible. I know. You guys are advancing. You'll play Portland on Sunday, November 5th at 7 p.m. Eastern. How are you personally going to prepare for that game knowing you're in camp right now? You have two games with the national team. There are several yeah. Thorns players in there with you. Like, how are you thinking about your next couple of weeks? Oh, I'll just like put some stuff in their food and give them an upset stomach. <laughs> That's what I'll do. No, just kidding. Um, well, I think that like right now in this moment, we've talked about this, but you have to be able to compartmentalize. So yep. that was such an amazing game that we played for Gotham. But now I need to focus and like change my focus to the national team. And then the second the camp's over, I can start thinking about our playoff game and we'll have a week leading up into that. But like at this moment in time, I'm not necessarily thinking about playoffs because then that means I'm not in this moment. So ask me later. Okay. So you're in camp. You guys have two games. Mm -hmm. How are you feeling about camp? I'm excited. I think that these will be two hard games. Like I said before, we're at altitude. So that's going to be 
a battle in itself. I'm going to be battling with myself there. Breathe, Lynn, breathe. <laughs> I don't literally, I'm going to be like a deep breath. But I'm excited. I think that last camp, we it was a good step in the right direction. And we just need to continue to build off of that. We obviously have so many new faces, a very young team, which I'm super excited to see some people hopefully get their first caps. Like who knows what's going to go on. I'm just happy to be here. I think that like you can never take a camp for granted. I saw this like uh, interview between Becky and Naomi. It was like very cute about Becky's number because Naomi I wore it. Did you see too. that? Yeah. Can you yeah. tell us about it though? Naomi um, wore Becky's number, number four at the World Cup. And Becky said something like, it's not my number. We're just renting them. And Naomi was like, well, it is your number. Like you can have it back. But I just felt like that was like such a a good reminder and just like a cute moment between the two of them. But she's so right. Like we're just renting space here and like it's a long season and it's a long year. And sometimes you can say like, I'm so exhausted. I want to sit down like all the things like as the year goes on. But just to be where you are in the moment, like I keep having to tell myself like to stop wishing the time away, just enjoy where you mm -hmm. are. And and also like you never know how long you're going to be here. So just enjoy the moment. So I've just I'm really excited to be here. Like, I don't know what's going to go on, like moving forward. Obviously, we're getting a new coach and stuff, but I'm just excited to see where this group's going to go, how we're going to build off last camp, what we're going to do next camp, all of the things. I'm so excited to watch. I'm excited for you. The games are going to be super fun. Their games are on, this is coming HBO out Max. on Thursday? The game is on the 26th. So yeah. the game's yeah. tonight, everybody, and also on the 29th. Okay, Lynn. Well, good luck in your games. Um, speaking of your teammates at camp. Up next, we have Savannah DeMello. So don't move. Do you want to dive deeper into women's sports news of the week? You can get the latest news delivered straight into your inbox. That's right. You can start your morning off right five days a week with the Just Women's Sports newsletter, our free daily newsletter that brings you the latest and greatest in women's sports. Whether it's breaking news, exclusive conversations, or just a cool stat that you might be missing, we've got you covered. So never miss a story on women's sports. You can subscribe for free at justwomensports.com backslash newsletter. That's justwomensports.com backslash newsletter. And we'll see you in your inbox. Okay, we are now joined by our friend, star of the US Women's National Team and Racing Louisville midfielder, Savannah DeMello. Hello! Welcome to Hi, guys. Hi, Yay. I'm so excited to be here. Oh my gosh, we're so excited to have you, Sav. Congratulations on all... Can I call you Sav? Yes, please <laughs> just call me Sav. Just assuming that I'm your best <laughs> friend ever. Um, <laughs> congratulations on all your success this year. We're so excited for you. It was so oh, fun talking about you on snacks when you made the world cup team and like how exciting that must have been we're huge fans as you know we just wanted to start with you had your first cap in june at the send-off game and then you made the world cup team started two out of four of the matches was the, did you like manifest this like was this on your vision board for 2023 like how yeah like what a whirlwind of a time yeah it was definitely like something I had always wanted like obviously growing up you want to be a part of a world cup team it's like all of our dreams but you know I wasn't getting called into camp so I was just it was not in my vision board I knew I wanted to work hard and like give myself the best possible chance 
But um, no, definitely just with the help of my teammates and the team was doing well. And that's kind of, I think, what helped me get there. But I did not see it coming. That's for sure. Was it like ever on your radar that you were going to get a call or was like the call that day, like a complete surprise? Like how, how did that come about? Well, Vladko had talked to me. Like, I think it was after we played Seattle, which was our second game of the season. So it was like Mm -hmm. March, early March, late April or yeah, early March. And he was like, oh, you're doing really well. And, you know, there's no camps really coming up. So club is going to be super important. So he's like, you're not going to get called into the April camp, but like we just want to keep seeing you improve in club. So I kind of had been hearing from him after that, like weekly about my club game. So kind of and then obviously Ryan's our manager here. And he was like, oh, you know what? Like you're on Vladko's radar, like just keep doing your thing. So I it wasn't like a complete shock. But still, like the odds were not in my favor. So when he called me and said I made the team, I was really in shock. Was that more stressful, though, when when Ryan would be like, oh, you're on his radar? Because sometimes I feel like when you don't know that they're there, you could just like pray, play freely and you're like, whatever happens, happens. Mm-hmm. But the moment they said that, were you like, because it didn't look like that at all? <laughs> no, I for sure was like, I definitely was like, oh, my gosh, like I have eyes on me now. <laughs> But I think just I just wanted to like control each game. So I would just Mm -hmm. go and like have fun in the game. But it definitely did was a little more stressful when I did like get that feedback. And obviously, Vladko had been telling me things he wanted me to work on. So then I'm like, oh, I want to make sure I'm like doing that in the game Mm -hmm. while also implementing what my team needs for me. So it's like kind of that balance. That's like, I think one of the hardest parts about balancing both is you know, the national team is always watching. So you're like trying to play the position the way they played at the national team, but then you just are trying to help your club team win. And maybe it's a different formation or it's a little bit different tactically, but national team players are always trying to do both, which I find like so interesting. Lynn, do you, how how do you feel about that? Yeah, same. I think that it's so, and that's kind of how I felt like when we were in North Carolina, Sam, like we played with a two front, but then the national team was a three front. So I was like, how on earth am I going to translate this? Like double nines to now a seven and 11. Like, I don't, I feel like I had a hard time doing that and adjusting. Um, You seem to do it fine. Um, I feel like also for me, like I play the attacking, like I'm a like an attacking mid but players who have to like play different positions yeah I think that's just like another level of like oh you're an outside back on national team but like you're a midfielder in club like I think that's also just super hard I also think that like the national team is so like specific and detail oriented that it's even different if you play like the seven versus the 11 Mm -hmm. because you're like I'm missing a midfielder on my side or like sure. the way I like get the ball and same with like outside backs. If you're, if you're like the right versus the left. Well, the midfield's the same. I mean, I haven't been in with the national team in a long time, but my experience with the national team was that I, as a midfielder had to be very disciplined in that pocket between mm-hmm. the other team's midfield and back mm-hmm. line. And in club, I never really had to be disciplined in doing that. No matter where I was playing, I was freer to go and get the ball down low or make a run in behind. Mm -hmm. And so learning that like discipline in that pocket, which I really learned in 2019, like around that time of the World Cup from Tony Gustafsson, who was the assistant coach, was so hard because I felt like I wasn't running enough. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I feel like with my club... I have like a lot of freedom to go get the ball. Like you said, yeah. like mm-hmm. I go low or then I go high or I stay on the left or I stay. On, but national team is very specific about like left-sided midfielder, right-sided, like attacking mid, like doing specific things. 
Yeah, for sure. Okay, Sav. So when you made the World Cup team and then you, and up until the first game, there must have been some trainings that you were like, oh my God, like I'm going to start. And like how, <laughs> yeah. like what was going through your mind? So we had the send off game and then we went to New Zealand and we played the Philippines. We had like a scrimmage with the Philippines. And I think that was the last session where like I was not with the starting team. And then we had a day off. And then the next training session after that, he had come up to me. He's like, oh, we're going to put you with the starting group. And I was like, oh, like for like for what reason? <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> he's like, well, Why? we're going to start you against Vietnam. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then like, I remember as soon as I went on that team, like Lindsay came up to me and she was like, looked at me. She was like, you totally deserve this. Like, don't think anything of it. And that like gave me so much confidence. Just like, I respect her so much as a player yeah. and a person. So her saying that to me, like really like settled my nerves but yeah mm -hmm. that was like then we had like three more training sessions and then it was the game so i know i was gonna say we played the philippines when there was like what was it six days before our first game a week yeah it wasn't even a week so it was like a pretty quick turnaround of like to get your mind ready to start because i think that that's something that people don't talk obviously you're like preparing for the game everybody's like i'm ready i'm ready ready yeah. but like when you know your role of like i'm not a starter to switch your brain to like, oh, just kidding. Like I'm a starter now. For sure. Did it was like a whole mentality shift. And yeah. Yeah. That was the hardest part. Yeah. How did you do that? Like, was it like a, a, did you take a day? Did you like, how did you get your mind around? Like the fact that you're like, okay, he didn't just say this to me, but I am actually yeah. going to be starting this game. It's kind of like, cause I don't think like anything could prepare me for it. So it, I literally was just taking it day by day. And I think for me, the more I was like becoming familiar with like our formation and like set pieces, it like gave me more confidence mm -hmm. to like, okay, I'm prepared for this. Cause I think when I first came to camp, I knew nothing, like the way we pressed, like our set pieces are so like detail oriented. So I think I was like a little shocked, but then once I became like more knowledgeable in the system and like what we do, I felt a lot more confident mentally too. Yeah, I like it's like so incredible that you not only like just did that and survived it, but you like did so great. You were oh, like, thank you, you. Honestly, like I was live streaming, watching the games and you honestly did so great, which thinking about all the years of like sitting on the bench and like not dressing for games and like playing other positions at random camps because I was like the last person on the roster. Like those are what my experience allowed me to like build myself up yeah. to be able to play in a World Cup. And to see how incredible you did without having that same experience as me. I know everybody's experience is different, but like, it really was so incredible and Thank like, you. so impressive. I know you mentioned Lindsay was really helpful to you on the team. Who else were you close with during this process, both on the team and like in your personal life? I honestly, I'm not just saying this, but like, I think we had such a good group and like, it never really felt like we were disconnected in any way. Like when I got to the team, like even like me and Lynn sit next to each other, in like films and meetings and like, like right away, like was talking to me, like Rose talked to me, like every player, like talked to me. So I just felt so included within the team, like so quickly. And I think that made me feel super comfortable. And then obviously Emily Fox was like on my team here in Louisville and we've known each other since we were 14. So it was oh, nice wow. having her. That. Yeah. We were on like the U15 national team together. And we went to like both our 20s together. So like having her there was like, she's like one of my best friends. So it was very comfortable having her there. But all the girls are so great. I think I 
had like multiple conversations with everyone throughout the whole World Cup. Yeah, so I felt like you transitioned so well, not just like on the field, but like socially as well. Like you were just such an easy person to like connect with and talk to. I know that like those environments can feel so daunting sometimes but just like the way you handled it like nobody would know if you were going through something at all like even when you when you step on the field sometimes like it's easy to just like almost hide from the ball but you always were just like let me let me get it let me try like even if I'm failing or or whatnot like have you always had that confidence or is that something that you've learned yeah I think it's definitely something I learned because I also feel like I know it's super hard, but the more like I can get on the ball and like even just like play a simple pass, like the more my confidence grows within a game. Mm -hmm. So that's like what like my dad was my coach growing up my whole life. And he's always like been like, you know what, like if you're going to play well, like you need to get on the ball, you need to be free, like have fun with it. So I think that's something I've always kind of kept with me. But I started to play more like that after I like because I tore my Achilles in 2019. That was like kind of a really big injury. And after that, I just told myself that like I was going to play like and like have fun with it. Like I feel mm. like soccer can be so stressful and like, yeah, honestly, sometimes daunting. And I forget sometimes like I do it because I love it. And I think once it was taken away from me, I was like, why did I put so much pressure on myself? Like when it's supposed to be fun. And I know that's like a really hard thing. I think we all do that. But that's something I always try to remember. Yeah, I love that you just said that we just had Janine Becky on and she actually talked exactly about the same thing. She's still out with her ACL right now. And she was like, I wish that like I could take this missing the game and this like gratefulness that I know I'll have when I can finally play again. I wish I could make that last forever and that everybody yes. could have it because yeah. it really is like you have a totally different perspective when you come back from injury and you've been apart from the game um, for sure that clearly can like really help you with your approach. Yeah. And I just like, I really just try to have fun with it and like make it enjoyable. Cause that's when I think we all play our best is when we're mm -hmm. like doing what makes us special and having fun. Yeah. I feel like if I could give advice to anybody, I want people to have that feeling too. Like, I hope you don't ever have to go through an injury, anybody, but it's like, it seems as though people that have gone through the injury, they have that same feeling every single time. Like every person sure. I talk to says that. So if you haven't had injury yet, just remember like you're play because it's fun and you enjoy it and it's supposed to be fun at the end of the day it is a game I have a random question though do you have uh high calves do I have high calves I feel like every person who's told me that they tore their Achilles I look at their calves and I'm like you have high calves I don't I don't think Show so me your calf well Lynn is gonna be looking at your calves <laughs> next time she sees you I'll, I'll flex them for you yeah I literally I have no calves like oh Maybe that's another yeah, category. Maybe yeah. <laughs> okay. I want to also tell a funny story because me and Sav do sit next to each other in the meetings um, <laughs> at the national team. And obviously had never, she'd never been there. We had never been in a camp together. I was injured the year before. I think you're, you got invited to a camp before I wasn't there. Yeah. I can't remember when, whatever. So I'm asking you, I'm like, Sav, like, this is incredible. Obviously we had just got equal pay. So I'm like, this for me as well, I'm like, we're getting more money than we were expecting because we just won this lawsuit. I go, are you going to buy anything to like celebrate this huge achievement that you've gotten? And you look at me and you say, well, I really want a new bag, but I also want to buy a house. <laughs> and I was like, what? I was like, those two categories are so far away from each other. 
She's like, I have no idea how much we're going to make. So I'm preparing myself for two scenarios. Yeah, it's like both. Like, I know. I was like, can you just get both? Like, if you're going to buy a house, can you just also buy the bag I get? Like, I don't know. I was just like, Sav, what is happening? And I think that was our first, like, actual conversation. That was our first conversation. (laughs) But our first interaction was, I was so nervous. I want this because we had just found out we made the team. Yeah. And then we played each other. Remember in Louisville? And, and I was scored. like, that was the weirdest goal I've ever seen. Like, I was like, damn you <laughs> and your the- stupid foot. <laughs> that was the weirdest thing. And I was so nervous to come say hi. And so you came up and said hi. Well, yeah. Oh, and I was nice, like, Lynn. Oh, well, she's was- so nice. I was like, yes. Okay. Well, I, was, I just was like, hey, Sav. and Because it hadn't been announced yet either. But I, no. I knew. So I was mm-hmm. like secretly being like hello like nice to meet you congrats yeah and then we gave each other a hug and I was like oh okay I got I have one friend now (laughs) oh my gosh okay girls that was very cute Sav so you have now been to this you were at the September camp after the world cup how are you feeling about the national team moving forward like the Olympics is next year yeah I'm feeling very confident I think the camp we just had like it was really nice I kept telling people I'm like we finally because after world cup was over we all just left Mm-hmm. And it was so, so weird. I it was felt so like weird. I had no closure. It was like, you know, when like you have a breakup and there's no closure and you just constantly are thinking about it. And I feel like we got to camp and we, ta- we all like were talking. I remember me, Lynn, I think Alana and so Fuerta, we talked for like two hours after dinner, just like how we were feeling. And I was like, oh, it was so nice talking to people that like experienced it. That went through the same experience. So after we had like our debrief, it felt like closure and I felt just so much like a weight lifted off my shoulders personally yeah I agree but like do you feel like because I felt like we're in such like a weird time we are coming off the world cup and not doing how we wanted to do we had our debrief and I thought that that was very important for us to close the chapter and then mm-hmm. now we can like move forward but we're also we have a temporary coach so like how how do we like move forward? But the team at the same time, I thought like our vibes were good. Like everybody seems great and like ready and hungry to move forward. Yeah. What would you like to see in a coach? How do you feel about yourself personally? Like what is your vision for, for the yeah. team moving forward? And like the Olympics is, what is it? Like eight months away? Not, eight not months, even, 10 yeah. months away. Like I, oh, I can't math. You just said eight months. I was like, ah! but like 10 months away, that's not. And then you count how many camps are for that. And they're like getting shorter and shorter. Yeah. I think like, I just thought in the last two games, I felt, I mean, I only played in the second game, but I just mm-hmm. felt like we all played more free. Yeah. And like, we had a structure, but then Twyla allowed us to be like, do what makes us special within that structure. Yeah, I mean, I even think you, Lynn, like you were able to do what you do that makes you special. And I think it just allowed us to play more freely and confidently. So I think moving forward, just allowing us to do that and like having consistency, whether it's like who we play with, like the trainings, I think that is going to help us just because of the tight turnaround. I agree. And I felt like there was more communication on the field because everybody felt like they could be themselves and play freely. There was so much more communication on the field of like, what can you do to help me? How can we solve this problem? I remember in the first game, because it was a formation change that we're not necessarily always used to, like we were playing with two sixes instead of instead of one. And so naturally, normally, Lindsay like wants to drop down and yeah. get the ball. And but I'm like, well, we need you higher right now because we don't because we have two sixes. And I think like 
me being able to say that to her, a sonnet saying that to her, like mm -hmm. she can look at me and say like, Lynn, I need you to get wider, stuff like that, that I don't know if it was happening at the World Cup as much. I agree. I just felt like it was way more free. I do think that we yeah. have to have a couple more steps, like build upon this, but it was like a nice first camp. Yeah. And I think it was good that we were scoring goals too. Yeah. Like, you know, I think just feeling like getting that like final touch with things mm -hmm. like helped us tremendously like yeah in that because I just feel like in the world cup that was our thing we were like we're not scoring yeah so I think being able to do that and like work on the final because I think we did a lot of final third stuff in camp so it was nice to like work on that stuff and um I think playing Columbia is just going to be like an even like they're a really really good team so I think it's yeah. going to be a good challenge for us to to kind of see where we're at Let's transition from the national team to the NWSL. First of all, this year is wild. Like, the, <laughs> yeah. it's been a crazy year. Um, how has the transition back from the national team been? This is obviously your first, like, full year with the team. I feel like mm -hmm. my first full year, I was like, what is happening? When do we get a break? Every time we go into camp, they're getting a break. When do I get a break? Like, how, yeah. how have you been able to, like, adjust back? Yeah, it's interesting because I think my rookie year last year, I got that sense of, like, oh, okay, when everyone went to international duty, like, I got to go to the lake or I got to go home and, like, yeah. hang out. And it was – it's so nice. But, yeah, I think it's just been, it's like, mentally hard. I think coming back from World Cup was – really difficult for me I didn't get a lot of time off I kind of came straight back and played in that LA game which was fine and I like I wanted to be back with my team and be there for my team but I do think like just the shift of mentally and then kind of also dealing with like the heartbreak of not doing as well mm -hmm. as we wanted to I thought I was going to be like fired up and like going to play so well and be like oh my god like I'm on fire but I actually felt the opposite I felt so like I lost the ball and I was like, I almost started crying. I was like, what is wrong? Like, and I just think it was like so much emotion that I hadn't like really processed through yet. It's definitely been difficult, but it's so much better now. And I think like even after this camp that we had, like I feel so much more like free and like I've dealt with the emotions of it. Yeah. I, that's so interesting that you say that. I think this is something that doesn't get talked about a lot that, going actually Lynn and I have talked about kind of um the post tournament blues a little bit like win or lose it's been a huge energy taking experience yeah. like no mm -hmm. matter how you do in the tournament you have planned your whole life around this event for years and then being there and being kind of on display all the time and being on 24/7 for weeks is really exhausting what no matter how well or poorly you do in the tournament so I think that that time period after tournaments is crucial to like come to terms with things and recover and rest. And I think Lynn and I know exactly what you mean. You want to get right back to your team because it's your team and yeah. like you love them and you want to support them. And I feel like all of us need to like also just consider that we have to take care of ourselves so we can be our best version for our team. But it's just such a hard time to, to do that and to prioritize that because you want to be back in that kind of environment, like with your girls. Yeah. And I just feel like I miss it. Like I miss yeah. like mm -hmm. our hotel. Like I miss like the schedule we had and like the city we were in. Like it's just like all the little things about like being with the team. Like we would do a cheers every night. And like I just kind of miss like the whole team being together. So yeah. it's just like a sad thing that I had or like we all had to go through. And I Wait. thought to help like going back right into soccer would like be the best thing. And I don't really think it was the yeah, best thing. Yeah. Wait, you guys did a cheers every night at the World Cup? 
Yeah. You, Can you tell drew, us about that? You drew like a name out of a, a hat or yeah. out of a bag. I don't even know what it was. And Lindsay, the nutritionist, would have like a, a healthy shot for us. It was like yeah. a different kind of shot every night. <laughs> and so somebody would have to like, it was their night to do a cheers. And some of them were just like, all right, cheers. But then they got like longer so long. and longer. <laughs> and it was like a pre some people put a whole presentation together to like show us. Oh my gosh, you guys, I've, this is the first yeah. time you're of this. This is fascinating I information. I forgot. Like, it's Wait, like, Lynn, did you go? I no, never went. I never went either. Okay. Wait, yeah. you never went to what? Well, cause it was the whole team and the whole staff. staff. So like we, I never got a time oh, to go. Oh, so you never got to say your cheers. Yeah. yeah. I understand. I, I was so nervous. I was like, I do want to do one, but I was like, <laughs> like maybe like at the end, maybe I was just like really scared in the beginning to get picked. Oh my gosh. I feel like the beginning would have been the easiest. Like as they went on, yeah, they like were getting no better and better. And I was That's like, true. oh, like, I don't want to No, There suck. was one, I don't know whose it was, but there was a presentation and it was like so many stats about our team. And yeah, I think it was AJ. AJ. <laughs> naturally it just, and it like, was it was really good but i was like wow i was just gonna say like i'm having a blast with you guys like <laughs> cheers go usa go usa wow thank you guys for sharing that that was like really great sav i we only have time for a couple more questions but i did just want to ask how your time at louisville has been like so you've put such a stamp on being there how much do you credit your role on that team in the club for like the trajectory of your career? Yeah, I think my rookie year, it was, we had a really good rookie year or rookie class. It was like me, Jalen, a couple other girls and the coach relied heavily on us. So I think I had to mature and like take that step from the college level mm -hmm. to like pro like very quickly. So I credited a lot to like my staff and my teammates. Um, they gave me a lot of confidence to be me day in and day out. And it's just so like refreshing. Like it really just feels like home and it's just so comforting being here. So I do credit a lot of my success to my club and my teammates. So like, are you going to stay there for the off season or like, what are your off season plans? It's kind of, it gets so cold here and I don't think they have a lot of indoor facilities. So I think I will be going back to California just for the weather. And I didn't get to go home all year. So I do oh, miss my fair. family and my dog. Oh. So yeah, get, get on home. What do you like to do at home? You're from Southern California, right? Yeah, I'm from Long Beach. So I live pretty close to the beach. So I do a lot of stuff by the beach and I have two younger sisters that are like oh. my best friends. So we always are doing stuff together with our dog and all that. Do you like surf? I do surf. Nice. Oh. I'm not good at it, but I do like to go out. And we um we like to go to Hawaii a lot because you know it's just such a quick flight from California. Yeah. So I'm going there during the off season. Fun. You're gonna start. And I'm going to New York for New Year's. Oh fun. So speaking of cold. Oh weather. my gosh. Yeah. You have it's like fun plans. Those you are my only two trips. <laughs> All right. So last hard hitting question that we have for you. Did you get the bag or the house? I got the house. Yay! Yay! Is that where you are right now? No. No. <laughs> I, I don't have Wi-Fi yet. Uh, so, oh, that's so exciting. Well, geez, basically yeah. me neither. My Wi-Fi is terrible. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't know, because the Wi-Fi is paid by the club here. So I'm like, oh, like I actually have to start paying for like Wi-Fi and like utilities and all that. But it's fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's so exciting. We're really mm -hmm. happy for you. Sam, where's your house? In, uh, in Boston. I don't know why. <laughs> stumbled over that it's in boston oh nice nice yeah yeah thanks that's where i'm from 
Oh, wait. And that's cool that they're making a team there too. Are you excited about that? Uh, it's so cool. Yeah, it's very exciting. I think um, I've seen like some of the plans for the stadium and it, everything seems like it's going to be awesome. Oh, did you Where play is... Boston Breakers? No, or... but Christy, my sister played. Christy did. Uh, oh, that's right. Okay. For the Breakers, I think for two or three seasons, actually. Uh, Where is okay. the stadium going to be built? It's um, it's actually not far from my house. It's in, I want to say like it's in Roslindale or Jamaica Plain. I know like where it is on a map, but I don't know actually which town it's in. It's actually just in my backyard. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the owner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be sick. Um, okay, Sav, we have kept up. We have kept you for long enough. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on Snacks. We only need from you. Why Why am I mixing up all my words? I don't know. I've, only given, you need... the, I've given you the word. Oh, my gosh. The only the thing Lucy we need is a chomp. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Perfect. That was a good one. Nailed it. Wait, was that a good one? Yeah, yeah. it was great. Okay, everybody. Welcome back to Snacks, delivered by Grubhub. Thank you to Savannah DeMello for coming on the show. What a great interview. Sad news. We are actually taking a week off next week. Lynn's in camp. It's a busy time, um, et cetera, et cetera. No excuses, but we wanted to get a couple of your questions in now. So here is the Snacks hotline. Hi, Lynn and Sam. It's Nellie calling from Denver, Colorado. Uh, with the final regular season games and retirement celebrations, I've just been thinking a lot about the careers and legacies of Megan Rapinoe and Allie Krieger. Oh. So my question for you is what impact have Megan Rapinoe and Allie Krieger had on you both as players and as people? Are there any lessons from playing alongside them that you're taking with you? And what will you miss about having them as teammates? Thanks. Love y'all. Love the show. Here is my chomp. She combined chomp with, like, a, she did a, a chomp. I didn't hear her chomp. It did was she a say chomp? chomp? Yeah, she said <laughs> No. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yes, she did. Here is my chomp. Oh yeah, my that was God, creative she of totally her. did. That was creative. That was I, kind I of like wild. It. You're here for it? I mean, nobody else has done that ever in the history of ever, so. And yeah, literally in the history of the world, I think. What impact did Pino and Krieger have on me as a player and as a person? Wow. I think... I'll say two things separately. Pino, I feel like has had such a strong impact on everybody off the field. Like, I think she has been like such an emblem of like standing up for what you believe in and being vocal about what's important. And I think that like, she is like such an inspiration to so many of us in that regard. And then when I think about Krieger, I always feel like Krieger's like really listening when we talk. Like, I just feel like she's such a good person and she's just really cares about what you're saying and like wants to make you feel heard and wants to make you feel like she cares. And she just has always struck me as like such a genuine and like kind person, even though like she's like famous and like has all this stuff going on and she just really listens when mm. you talk and I just feel like that she makes you feel so like heard and seen. I agree um, with Pino same i think that she just is so authentically herself which allows you to be authentically yourself no matter if you love her hate her whatever she's just like this is who i am um but also will stand up for anybody i also just think that on the field she's such like she has such a brilliant soccer mind um yeah. and obviously we played the same position so i would was able to go to her a lot and ask her like well what happens when this goes on and what all that stuff and just like to hear some of her questions in film mm -hmm. i was like i didn't even think about that but 
So like, I, I just felt like she just ha- like held the standard so high in the soccer regards. So she's definitely going to be greatly missed. And then Krieger same. I think that she, I'm going to say something different because I 100% agree with what you said. I know I stole both. I stole two answers. She's so famous all the time and she had so much success. But I think that watching her go through those two years, not getting called into the national team and pour her heart and soul into her club team and Mm -hmm. just kind of be okay with where she was at. Obviously, she didn't want that to be happening to her, but recognize that she needed to be there for a club team. I think that that's something that's really hard to do. And also, it's something that she could have been like, what made a huge stink about it and she didn't she just kind of got on with it and I think that that's like super inspiring and kind of taught me too that sometimes life doesn't go how you want it to go and you just have to like move on and and get on with it and so I just think that yeah she's just like so genuine and gives lessons without even know she's giving lessons if that makes sense I totally agree I think Krieger is one of the like OG players that was like club soccer matters Mm -hmm. so much to me And I think maybe that started when she went and played in Germany and she has experience all over the world. And Mm -hmm. I think she's just always said, even if I'm not on the national team right now, that does not mean it has no reflection on how much this club team means to me and how much I'll do for them. And she's not just doing things to get on the national team. She like loves her club team so much. And I feel like that is the kind of attitude that carries women's soccer forward as the NWSL grows and as more and more players like start to come through this league like your club team matters so much and Krieger kind of was one of the players that really showed that so early on in the league yeah I feel like super lucky to have been a part of both the Pinos and Krieger's career and I feel even more lucky that I'm able to be on the same team with Krieger now because obviously with Pino I had played with her a lot on the national team but not so much Krieger and so to Mm -hmm. get to know her as a human outside of soccer on at the club level like I, I just feel really lucky. The other thing now I want to say about Pino is that like she just is like down to laugh and like clown around oh, yeah. and like in such a stressful environment. I've had some conversations with Pino like during the 2019 World Cup and after where I was just like, how are you doing this? And she was kind of just like, <sighs> like, like yeah. who like you just have to approach things with some like humor and like levity yeah. that like she brings joy and humor and is like able to laugh at herself and able to lighten the pressure for everybody else around her in those like crazy, crazy moments. And I like think that that's so important as a teammate, but off the field, it's so important too, to just have those kinds of people in your life that like can make you laugh and just be like, it's really not that serious. Like let's, it's fine. (laughs) I know. I think she's so good at that being like, this is my job. This is like incredible. I'm doing that stuff. But like, let's just have a little giggle. I love that. Well, I freaking just love them both. The game will miss them. We will miss them so much. But hopefully we are all lifelong friends. We freaking better be. Freaking better be. But it's not done yet. I know. I freaking know. Let's do another one. That was such a good one. Hi, I'm Ashley. And this is Taylor. And we're best friends who live across the country from each other. And stay connected by watching your games and listening to this podcast together. Cute. We love it and would love to know... What was the moment that you two knew that you needed to be close friends? Uh, we love your podcast, and thanks for keeping us connected. And now, here are our chomps. I think we got three chomps out of two girls. Well, thank you, Ashley and Taylor. That was very cute, and I love it. What was the moment, Lynn, you knew you needed to be my close friend? There was, it, I wasn't a one moment. It was gradual. 
I think. I know. When me and, we and Sam have known each other for a very long time, and we should insert that picture that yeah. I sent you the other day where we are fighting for the ball, both playing. <laughs> I'm at Pepperdine and she's at UCLA. At it's so funny. But we were on the same team in Western York, but we were like not friends. And then we right. moved to North Carolina and we were the two allocated players. So that meant we had to like pay for our own housing. So we were roommates because we like weren't in the team roommate system. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So we were like, we know each other. We're not like great friends. We're not not friends, but we're like not great friends. And we went to, we had a camp before we were moving in together and we kind of started to get to know each other there. Don't you think? I don't, I mean, I don't specifically remember the camp, but I, I do find it so funny that like we got so much closer when we started living together when yeah. we had been teammates and like acquaintances for years beforehand and like didn't really ever seek each other out. And then like for whatever reason, I just think we started living together and like babbling away every night and like trying to make blueberry crumble and failing. I and know. It was just we like, were ba- it was just so babbling, fun. literally babbling away. I, I like remember this one time where it must be you and Abby doing something. And I was saying to people, I was like, oh, they're just like not my people. And then like a year later, I was like, Oh, those are my people. (laughs) Like, do you want to know what I remember? I remember we had the same agent and I remember he asked me how it was living with you. And I was like, oh my God, it's so great. Like, I love Lynn. Like, this has been the best thing. Like, I'm so happy we're living together. And then I went like, why? Like, how did she say it was? And he goes, she said it was fine. (laughs) And I was like, what? (laughs) Did she not love me? No, that I meant it in a like, it's really good. I just think that you are more, you're more animated than I am. So I was like, yeah, it's fine. Like it's going fine. <laughs> Anyways, I don't think there was a one moment, but like, I don't even know. Cause it, like the next year we could have like not lived together. And we were like, oh no, we're like gonna live together again. Oh yeah. I was like, oh no, this is my like life roommate. <laughs> yeah. Like if I had, and this is like a lot coming from me. And you should know this. Like, if I had to have another roommate that isn't Marley, like, I would pick you. Oh, that's so nice. I would, like, go back. Like, I miss it sometimes. Like, when I'm sitting in my apartment by myself, it's so sad. I know. I know. I miss it, too. I miss, like, just hanging out. But we do have, like, weekly – we do have weekly appointments for snacks and that – I'm very grateful for that. Okay, those were incredible questions and they spawned minutes upon minutes of incredible conversations. So thank you guys so much for calling those in. If anybody else has a question, you can still call us at 917-565-9531. Just call. It is the thing to do. Next week on the podcast, sadly, you guys, as I said before, there is no podcast next week. So listen to old ones. Yeah, go back. Listen to an old one. Watch the US Women's National Team. Watch the NWSL. We will be back. We have a scheduled interview with Abby Wambach, which we are very excited about. Feel like that's a pretty cool, like, A-list guest to get. We're really cool. We're very cool. It's a very cool podcast. <laughs> so don't forget to rate and review it wherever you listen to it. Like this one from Crip0807 that says, I look forward to Thursdays to be uplifted and entertained by Lynn and Sam. Their guests are interesting, and it is wonderful to learn different sides of these amazing women. Keep up the good work, and thank you. No thank you, Crip0807. One last thing, Lynn. Um, if you guys know of good coffee shops in Utah, please send those in. Okay. Good luck. That's I hope you find one. Okay, everybody, don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you get your podcasts. Snacks is produced by Jay Wolf, Patrick Cadino, Parker Fenton, and John Murray. 
For more great women's sports content, go to JustWomenSports.com and be sure to follow Just Women Sports on all your favorite channels. I'm Sam Mewis. And I'm Lynn Williams, and you've been listening to Snacks, delivered by Grubhub. <laughs> Is it dark? It's so I did bad. it so good the first time, and now I can't do it again. <laughs> okay, bye.